Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the ball versus Brendan Eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Supercoach 365 podcast. The first time we do it in season 2022. Massive off-season. Uh, plenty to get through ahead of kickoff in round one. It's something like 45 days time. Ryan Selvage and Tommy Hudson here with you again to uh, bring you the latest around the grounds and heading into another big year of Supercoach. Tommy, how are you, buddy? How's the off-season been? G'day, Ryan. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, it's been a long off-season, I think, with obviously COVID, as we'll get into in a second, and the cricket and whatnot. It feels like it's been a long time since our rugby league, but it's good to be back on the podcast and, you know, only six weeks away now, so it'll be coming quick. Yeah, uh, second season, as kind of alluded to there at the top, but... Uh, a new edition in 2022. We're coming to you uh, via video as well. So you can get us where you usually would, uh, Spotify, Podcasts for Apple, uh, well, all your podcast outlets, but also on YouTube. Just search Supercoach365. So if you're listening, uh, jump on over to the YouTube. You can check us out. Uh, watch us. We'll throw up some graphics as well. Maybe make things a little bit easier uh, this time around. Tommy, uh, today we're going to talk some fullbacks. Uh, we're going to dive into the positions, and there's plenty to talk to in, t- in terms of fullbacks. But before we get into that, let's chat a little bit about the offseason. You mentioned COVID there. Uh, some good news on that front, I guess. You can look at it like that. Uh, the RLPA heads, Clint Newton's come out and said that 99.9% of uh, players have had the vaccine, and only single figures remain unvaxxed. So that fills us with a little bit of confidence heading into the new year. But, I mean, anything can happen, as we've seen the past two. Yeah, no, it's obviously been two years of interruption and definitely the uh, high percentage of vaccination is going to work in the NRL's favour. But looking at other sports in Australia, such as the A-League and the Big Bash, they still haven't been immune to uh, interruptions from COVID with uh, postponements and whatnot. So I don't know the NRL's position. I Hopefully PVL, he's usually pretty, I guess, resilient and tries to avoid too much uh, interruption. But I think it could be inevitable and it'll be interesting uh, for super coaches as well if if games are postponed, how that how we play that. 
Yeah, I think we saw it twice to date. Uh, a Bulldogs Roosters game in 2020 was postponed, and then a Manly Sharks game in 2021. So uh, we're not immune to it, and we're not new to it, but um, maybe we'll see it a couple more times in 2022. Here's hoping we don't, though. Uh, some signings news. Uh, looking ahead to 2023, I know it's uh, jumping a little bit ahead, but uh, the Dolphins, they've been making some waves and uh, predominantly in the forwards. Um, they've made some signings in the last couple of days. Yeah, Jesse Bromwich and Mark Nichols both pledging their allegiance to the Dolphins in 2023. They're both, you know, getting older and probably their peak of their careers is possibly behind them. But uh, I think in terms of experience off the field, and older heads around the camp, they're really good signings from Wayne Bennett. But I still think they really need that marquee player to get, I guess, the fans on side ahead of the, the they're entering the competition. Yeah, funny you say that because I've kind of got it down here in our notes. Is it Ponga or Bust, do you feel? And and recently, like as, as recent as a couple of minutes ago, I've read something that they might have a play for Reese Walsh as well. So uh, funny that they're looking at two fullbacks and two fullbacks we'll talk about in some detail today. Well, the fullback ranks in this competition are so deep and most of our best players in the comp are fullbacks. So I think getting one of those gun fullbacks would be a great sign for the Dolphins. Ponga or Walsh, they're both guns. So either way, that'll be really good. And it'll be interesting the next 12 months to see how that squad develops. Yeah, it's going to play out, isn't it? And uh, Wayne Bennett at the helm, you know he's going to be up to his old wily tricks, the old coach. Uh, let's talk some footy, though. Let's m- move on. And you've already touched on or briefly touched on some trial games on the horizon. And uh, we look ahead to February 12th, Saturday, and we kick us off with the Broncos and the winner Manly Seagulls in their traditional uh, clash or the first clash of their new year, a trial game. But the same night, uh, the All-Stars and, uh, well, the Indigenous All-Stars up against uh, the Maori All-Stars at uh, Combank Stadium at Parramatta. So... Uh, that, that that fixture has traditionally, in, in the past couple of years at least, signaled the start of the new season, hasn't it? Yeah, it probably is the unofficial start of the season. Gets everyone pretty pumped. I was a fan of the Nines back in the day, but obviously that's gone by the wayside. But no, it's good to see some trial matches coming up in the next month or so, and that'll really whet the appetite for round one. Yeah, and I, just looking here at the schedule, and uh, we might post this up on our Instagram, uh, the full list of fixtures. Uh, there looks to be at least two solid weeks where every team is in action, or if not every team, close to every team. So, And I think they're going to be broadcast on Fox League and KO this year as well. So um, we might even have a bit of fun with that jump on uh, live on Instagram or something throughout a game or YouTube and uh, run our eyes over some of the cheapies. And speaking of cheapies, Tommy, perfect segue here. Supercoach. Now, the prices came out before Christmas. Um, I'm sure you've had a look at them. I, mean, I know you've had a look at them. What were your initial thoughts when you saw that there weren't so many cheapies this time around? And namely, Tom Travojevic, a man that will head us off today at the fullbacks, $1.2 million, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, I guess we knew. And for the game to be uh, have its integrity, I guess, the uh, turbos and clearies of the world had to be high-priced, and they were obviously turbo 1.2 mil. It's going to be hard to fit him in our team. Obviously, we'll get to that in a sec. But um, look, I've already had a look at the team picker and had a go at it, and I found it really hard this year. Obviously, it's still six weeks away, so I'll do some chopping and changing before round one, but I really found it hard to fit everyone I wanted in my team. Uh, How do you go with it? Yeah, it's tough, and I think you've hit the, the nail on the head there. It's hard to get everyone in. And I think the, the thing for me was in years prior with the New South Wales Cup and the, the uh, Queensland Cup, of course, and the Pathways competitions, the under-20s and such, you sort of got a glimpse as to who the next crop of cheapies were, and we've been missing that 
uh, I guess, cup tier of footy in the past couple of years, or it's been intermittent at times and made it really hard, I find. Um, the cheapies, it's going to be uh, few and far between, I feel. So uh, good luck if you are playing in this year, and hopefully we can uh, impart some advice and help you along the way. Tommy, let's start, though, at that man, Tom Travojevic. We spoke about him, I think, every week on this podcast, well, from about round four or five onwards without fail, and he just is the very best of the best, and we saw that in his numbers last year. Oh, his numbers were just incredible, weren't they? I don't think we will ever see them again. Obviously, he could come out and produce it again, but I just think it was a perfect storm last year. The way the rules were, there was a lot of bad teams in this competition, and he just tore them to shreds. 143 points a game is just unbelievable, really. Um, I Obviously, every team is going to have to make the decision whether to go with him or not. Uh, 1.2 mil... If you do play with him, you're really going to have to make some sacrifices elsewhere. Yeah, and you look at these first three fixtures there, uh, the Panthers away from home, uh, the Roosters at the SCG, never an easy game, and then uh, the Bulldogs. So there'll be some turbo owners come around through that are really praying for a big score so we can hit that, what we assume to be a high break even. But, I mean, the thing with turbo is is there is really no ceiling, is there? It's just uh, the only limit on turbo is the 80 minutes in the game. And... Um, we saw that last year. If if he could play for 90, 100, uh, I don't think any team would be able to stop him. Uh, 15 games to his name last year. The Dally M winner. He scored 25 tries in the regular season, 27 try assists in that time as well. And to put that into, uh, I guess, a little bit of perspective, in seasons 2017 to 20, he scored 30 tries in 66 games. And this year, as we say, 25 in 15. That is just... Uh, Incredible. As uh, I'm running out of the words to describe his performances. Yeah, it is hard to. And pretty much every week last year on our podcast, we were talking him up, and he was just the star of the show every week. Uh, I think maybe getting his hamstring sorted last year really allowed him to go to that next level. He seemed to have those new stretches where he was really putting the pressure on the hamstring before each game, and it seemed to be working. Touch wood for him anyway. Uh, but I think maybe one consideration this year perhaps is the rule change with uh, six agains only being mm. awarded in between the two 40-metre lines. I think that caused a lot of fatigue last year, the presence of six agains. And players like Tommy Turbo were able to uh, benefit from that and just run over tired players. Perhaps with less six agains per game, maybe there'll be less fatigue in the game and it could lead to maybe lower scores. Yeah, no, good point. And... Uh... Yeah, important you touch on it from the top because it's probably going to shape the way that we talk about all these other players and uh, the amount of involvement they'll have and where they'll have them on the field as well. Uh, I've just made another note here. He's just 25 years of age, Tommy Turbo, which is incredible to think that his best is still ahead of him. I think we'd probably agree that the best we've seen in our time and a lot of people have seen in their time is Billy Slater. He redefined the game and I think he was starting to hit his peak towards his late 20s, early 30s. So... Uh, scary, scary proposition uh, for opposition teams coming up against Tommy Turbo in the years to come. Talking about a man, though, hitting uh, that age uh, towards his uh, late 20s is arguably the second best fullback. And I never thought we'd really say that about James Tedesco because every team he plays in is usually the best. And uh, just in Supercoach, he just happens to fall behind Tommy T. Yeah, only, or oh, definitely in Supercoach with Turbo scores last year, but. In general, rugby league, I think Teddy is still equal to Turbo. His presence and his impact in games, he carried the Roosters last year. I know Turbo carried Manly, but Teddy carried the Roosters last year without Kiri. He still averaged 87 on Supercoach, which is no laughing matter. Still a great score. 
And I guess the big important factor this year is he's 500k less than Tommy Turbo, and that's 500k is another good player in your team. So mm. I think he makes a really good case to be uh, one of the first players picked. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a big swing on last year as well. I think uh, Teddy was 843,000 to start the year, and Turbo was I think about 550. So a massive swing there year on year for both of those players. Uh, a key stat here, which doesn't really show up in uh, in Supercoach terms, but wanted to point it out uh, when I came across it today, just to highlight Tedesco's, um, I guess, his importance to the Roosters last year, given the amount of injuries that they did have at different stages. Uh, his career receipts, so the amount of times he touches the ball in years 2018 to 20, averaged around 650. Like it was 654, 659, 658, I think, uh, the three years. Last year, however, that number was up over 740 uh, in less games as well. So it just shows you that the role that Tedesco is playing, it might have changed a little bit from that tackle-busting, uh, you know, hard-running type fullback to more of a, a playmaker. We saw him jump in at first receiver a couple of times. But Luke Keary back, I wonder if that number drops, but his output actually increases in 2022. Yeah, that's a big consideration because last year the Roosters really did lack, I guess, a strong playmaker. They drew Hutchison there. Sam Walker was there, but he's only 18 in his first season. So Teddy really had to, you know, pick up the pieces there and uh, dominate the team. With Luke Keary coming back, it could go one or two ways. Like you say, uh, less involvement for Teddy could mean uh, lower scores. But then again, if you've got someone with the class of Keary there, along with Walker, Teddy could just be on the end of some great attacking play. Yeah, absolutely. And I've just put his fixtures back up here uh, for one last look before we move on to uh, the next best fullback, if you want to say it like that. It's a pretty good first two weeks for Teddy, isn't it? Uh, The Knights at the SCG, which... Uh, given their fortunes over the off-season and, you know, even back into last year. That that looks a great fixture back at home. Uh, we know they scored plenty of points there, the Roosters. And then Manly, um, again, not an easy fixture, but I think they put 50 on them to start the year last year. And then that traditional rivalry against the Roosters in... Sorry, against the Rabbitohs in round three to just round out that first three-week block, which is... Uh, it's going to be something pretty special, that game, because it, I think there's going to be plenty of emotion in it and in no small part to the next bloke we're going to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Who could forget their last meeting, uh, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. But, yeah, we'll move on to Latrell Mitchell now. And I guess the big, uh, the big asterisk hanging over his head heading into this season is the suspension at the start of the year. Is it three or four matches he's going to miss? So he misses the first two. I think because the, um, the Indigenous All-Stars will count as one and he's missed... I think he missed a handful already. Obviously, he missed the grand final. Uh, so the trial games, I think the Charity Shield might count in that as well. So actually, South's... Uh, I guess the benefit of the South's preseason is is that he actually misses some games before round one. Uh, so he's back for round three. Um, I'll put his uh, first three fixtures up here now on your screens. You'll see it. Uh, again, we encourage you to get over to our YouTube channels uh, or channel if you haven't uh, checked this one out. probably makes a little bit more sense visually. But uh, Latrell is up here, $721,000, a big asking price on the back of his 83-point average last year. Back for that massive clash against the Roosters. Then into the Panthers before an easier match against the Dragons. But his output last year with Cody Walker firing was just huge. Uh, And how that differs, I guess, with Adam Reynolds out of the fold at South Sydney, I guess we do know that he'll be kicking goals, or at least we assume he'll be kicking goals uh, in season 2022. So he could get even better, Latrell. Yeah, the goal-kicking is a big one, Uh, definitely, because last year he was so dominant with the ball in hand. And I just think South last year... We kind of said it pre-season. We were really keen on them with, you know, Wayne Bennett's last year, Reynolds, it turned out to be his last year as well. 
everything was kind of shaping towards the premiership and they nearly got there. Uh, but uh, look, I still think Latrell will be a massive force this year. I don't know if I'd have him ahead of the two guys we've just spoken about, but I must say I love the scheduling to have round three Roosters Rabbitohs in his first game back. That's going to be uh, must-watch TV. No coincidence, I'll tell you that. The NRL, they've cherry-picked <laughs> that one straight out of the uh, out of the fixture list. Um, question for you on notice. Latrell, that high shot on Joey Manu, do you think that that... That was the moment where South lost the grand final. It wasn't when Cody Walker threw the pass and it was intercepted by Crichton because I think Latrell plays that game. Again, it's, it's you know a hypothesis and um, a hypothetical, but he, he he's the difference. He's a match winner. It's hard to argue. It is, I think, at the time, a lot of people thought that South finished and then I was surprised they did so well to get through to the grand final and then nearly win it. They played very well that night. So, yeah, look, that's the... The uh, downside of Latrell, I guess, he's so good, but then he has that streak of anger in him, and that also hurts super coaches because you go weeks without him, and that kind of screws up your team. Yeah, and speaking about going weeks without a player, uh, I think a lot of us felt this last year, particularly draft players who would have held Ryan Pappenhausen at different stages, or if you held him throughout the whole year, you probably would. You're hoping that he would come back, but speak of goal-kicking fullbacks, Latrell Mitchell's one of them, Ryan Pappenhausen's another, and just 13 games to his name last year, 79.2 points per game. He comes in now at the fourth best fullback on uh, the points scored last year. And a tantalising first three fixtures, you know, none better, I think, than that first week against the West Tigers up at Combank. And where do you have Pappy in the mix, Tommy? I think he can go possibly as high as third in a draft league, um, given his high ceiling, his goal-kicking. Uh, he owns that position now. No Nico Hines breathing down his neck. So Ryan Pappenhausen, I think we all just hope he stays fit and healthy in 2022. Yeah, well, that average there from last year, 79, uh, that's really brought down because he had those few games where he came back from the lengthy concussion where he just wasn't himself and he was getting he was off the bench. He was getting a lot lower scores. So if you took them out, his average is probably a lot higher. Um, I'd probably have him third cap off the rank, like you say, probably Teddy and... Cleary in another position. Turbo, obviously. So maybe fourth, Pappy. But yeah, he's like right up there, like you say. Uh, no Hines this year, which I wouldn't say he ruined Pap's scores, but he kind of was maybe a presence that wasn't needed for Pappy. Now he's just got clear running. He's going to be a focal point of the Storm's attack and uh, a worthy pick. It's funny because we went at this, you know, we went head to head on this a couple of times uh, last season and you said they can't drop Hines. And I said, well, yeah, he, I mean, his form was undroppable, but the way we spoke about Ryan Pappenhausen at the start of last year, I've said this a couple of times as well, it was exactly the same way we were talking about Turbo. Four rounds in, uh, Pappenhausen had an average of 115 upwards. Um, so he's second only to Turbo at the end of the year, if he continues that. And I say, if he plays 24 games last year, he's the Dalian winner, hands down. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen, that is. I just, I just think he's that good of a player, and we're, we're still yet to probably see his full best because he has had injuries at different stages where... It has cruelty season, probably none bigger than last year for obvious reasons. Well, I can tell that you're his biggest fan. Uh, but no, look, you do make good points. I, I only thought Hines could have kept the one last year because Melbourne were just in such good form at the time. I was going like 40 points a game at that yeah. point in the season. But look, Pappenhaus is a better player than Hines at fullback. I think it's pretty obvious. Um Look, if you like him, pick him because he's not going to let you down. No way. And that's, like you said before, West Tigers round one. That's what a way to start. Yeah, that could be 50. And that's not even an exaggeration because we know that 
the storm they traditionally love to come out and you know firing uh round one it's going to be a little bit more tricky for them this year they've got some suspensions early um i think brandon smith and munster will miss round one harry grant even uh going for that round one game but maybe i don't know even more reliance on ryan pappenhausen to start the new year and now the next bloke that we're going to talk about someone who probably wasn't at their best last year it's it's fair to say that um, but I think that's a byproduct of the way his team was playing. And we've already mentioned uh, Kalen Ponga. Um, it's a big year for Kalen Ponga. It's a big year for the Knights because no Mitchell Pierce. Now they've lost Braley in the preseason. And the weight of the load is going to fall on Ponga's shoulders, I feel. Yeah, it's, it could go either way. I think, I don't know if he's really been one to step up in pressure moments in the past uh, for the Knights anyway. Uh I don't really see a lot of depth in their squad or a lot of quality in their squad other than him. So he's going to have to do a lot of the work, whether that means higher supercoach scores or it just means he goes badly, I don't know. Uh, He's probably a risk I'm not willing to take. Yeah, and it's tough. And I think at that price, you know, close to $700,000, I think. uh, Sorry, $600,000, $599,000. Yeah, it's tough. And I think at the... At the way you look at it, and you look at those first three fixtures there, games against the Roosters uh, and the Panthers, West Tigers between those, it's going to be tough for Ponga to make any real inroads early on, you'd think. So I think he's priced, well, he'd be priced at his 69 average. Is he scoring 70 points against the Roosters and the Panthers? Probably not. No, exactly right. I don't think it'll be a great start for Ponga. And Supercoach is the sort of game where you really want to have a good start. You want to make some money early. You want to put yourself in a good position to keep you uh, going through the rest of the year. So I think you're better off starting with probably some of the players we've already mentioned. But hey, if you're a Knights fan or you love Ponga, go for it. Now, there's some names here that we haven't spoken about yet. Nico Hines and uh, Clint Gutherson, some others. Uh, We'll chat about Hines a little more in our halfback preview pod. Uh, We'll bring that out. Uh, in a couple of days' time. Clint Gutherson, look, we don't have his numbers here to throw up on the screen, but uh, phenomenal to think that how well he played for the Eels and what he averaged last year. And He's kind of slipped our mind a little bit, and that's the way that he sort of fits into that Eels fold because I guess the last couple of seasons at least have been based on defence and Mitchell Moses has taken some headlines and uh, Reid Marnie now emerging as a premier supercoach option as well. So that's just kind of you know swayed people's eyes away from Gutherson and maybe unfairly so it is quite amazing he averaged 75 last year or 74.7 and we're not really even talking about him as one of the main picks but he just goes about his business he's so consistent for Parramatta and I think especially in draft leagues he could be someone you could get early maybe before people are thinking about and he's going to get good scores for you you might he might not be you know, a Paps or a Teddy with, like, the highlight reels. But the scores he has, you can't argue with. So Clint Gutherson, definitely under the radar. Definitely. And the second-choice goal kicker behind Mitchell Moses as well. So if anything happens to Mitch, suddenly you've got another goal-kicking fullback. Tommy, that's the last of the big names. We're going to cut to a short break, thanks to our proud partners, topsport.com.au. Great to have Tristan and the team back on board in Season 2022. Coming up after the break, we're going to look at some mid-range options and some cheapies to go with it. We need to make some money. Having a bet on the racing this week? Top this. With Top Sport's best of the best multis, top odds are guaranteed. Place a best of the best multi during Saturday Metro meetings for the top flux or dividend from the best three national totes. Plus, there's best of the best to win up to five grand too. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. 
Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, welcome back to the Supercoach 365 podcast. We do it for Top Sport, and uh, as we say there, plenty of options and plenty of markets up at topsport.com.au. So if you are having a play on the NRL season or keep yourself entertained on the BBL finals, Australian Open finals, it's all happening uh, at topsport.com.au. And if you do have a play, please do so responsibly. Tommy, let's talk some mid-range options. We've already sort of mentioned him um, at the top there in terms of uh, maybe on his way out to the Dolphins in a couple of years' time, but... Reese Walsh. Now, he kind of falls into this mid-range option. He's probably priced more than a mid-range, uh, you know, in the traditional supercoach sense. But uh, I know he caught your eye last year, and I think he was in your team maybe at different stages. And I think he has such a high ceiling. Maybe we didn't get to see it consistently, and he's got those errors in his game as well. But if he can iron them out, this kid could be anything as well. Yeah, he was just so young last year, but he burst on the scene. He's such an attractive player to watch. Obviously, some comparisons to Ponga, which everyone pointed out early doors, and it's hard not to. Uh, with Sean Johnson there this year, the Warriors are going to be an awesome team to watch. Just the price of Walsh, though, I don't know, 557. He's neither here nor there. I just think he might be hard for people to fit into their team. Yeah, and I think the only way you maybe do it is if you spend that money elsewhere. You've got to spend it smartly as well. I don't think you can waste the money. So um, I'll let you in a little secret, Tommy. He's currently in my team. Um, alongside Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. So it gives you a little bit of an insight as to the way I'm thinking. Now, big asterisks over that, but you look at those uh, fixtures on your screen there. What are the first three weeks? They have the Dragons early, um, not tipping them to do too well this year. Then the Titans, uh, I think it's Saturday afternoon, daytime footy. So the first two games are Saturday afternoon games, I'm pretty certain. So... You know, I'm expecting plenty of points. And then a Friday night early game against the West Tigers at Campbelltown. Now, that hardly screams defensive opposition, uh, those three games there. So, look, maybe it's, you know, being a bit cute and playing away from Teddy because, you know, I think it goes without saying Teddy and Paps is probably the way that most people are going to go, you know, to start the year. But I just feel like Walsh can maybe unlock a little bit more than what he showed us last year. And if he's going to do it, Sean Johnson's going to help him. Look at the way Johnson's... Um, you know, helped in Will Kennedy's development of the past couple of years. Yeah, all the pillars are in place for Walsh. And like you said, the first three games, he's likely to have a good start and that'll put you in good stead. Um, I guess, like you said there, the, the reasons against is the other options. You know, if you could fit Pappenhausen and Tedesco, you're probably just going to go with that because they're a good chance you can get 100 most weeks. But look, Walsh, this fullback category is so deep and he's just another good player in it. Any other category, he'd be one of your first pick, but there's just too many options here. Yeah. Um, as I said, you've got to spend the money wisely. And if you are, then you've got to feed it into the center wings and maybe you know buy a mid-range with some, some high ceiling potential there as well. Uh, I'm actually yet to spend the money. So it's freed up about 200K. So again, uh, I've done it, but a massive asterisk because Teddy's got a, a pretty handy first three weeks himself. I want to compare the pair, Tommy. We've spoken about Ponga and Walsh a couple of times. I just want to bring up this graphic here for you, and look at that. Um, in their rookie season, so we've gone back to 2018 for Ponga, his first real year at first grade where he played more than, well, seven games. Uh, so he was 20 years of age, he played 20 games, scored six tries, had 11 assists, and kicked goals at 70%. <laughs> Reese Walsh last year, 19 years of age, played 16 games, scored more tries, so he scored nine tries, he assisted the same and kick goals at 70%. So Ponga actually went on to just about double his try scoring and assist numbers in 2019, the year to follow that. Um, 
I'm, I'm expecting a little bit of an uptick from Walsh, and I think, as, as I sort of alluded to there, I think uh, Sean Johnson by his side, he's only going to get better, he's only going to improve, and I think he maybe does a little bit less playmaking and just frees him up to run a bit more. Yeah, incredible numbers you have there, the the closeness in the comparison. Um, and they both were wearing headgear as well. Walsh was wearing headgear at the start of the year. So it was really hard not to make the comparison. Uh, and look, if Walsh can go on the same trajectory as Ponga, as you just said, well, put him in your team. And I, I really hope he goes well. He's one of my favorite players to watch last year. And like I said before, him and Johnson in the same side, mm. I think it's just going to be awesome to watch the Warriors. I think it's... Um... It goes without saying as well. Ponga, I think he made his origin debut in game two of 2018, and Reese Walsh would have done the same game two, uh, 2021 as well. So some spooky similarities um, there, but um, he's hoping that we can see the best, the best rather, out of uh, Reese Walsh uh, this year. Now, he'll be playing a lot of his footy out of uh, Queensland this year, obviously with the Warriors located at their Redcliffe base to start the year at least before hopefully moving back to New Zealand and getting some footy back in Auckland. Um, but another young man who sort of burst onto the scene last year as well, again, in the Sunshine State, uh, Jaden Campbell. Now, for a bloke who's played six first-grade games to be spoken alongside the likes of Ponga and Tedesco, Dravojevic, it just speaks volumes, but he's got the pedigree to back it up. He does, and six appearances, I honestly thought he played more. I feel like he had such an influence in his games and a lot of highlights, so I, I thought he played a lot more than six. Uh, good average there. I guess similar to Walsh, he's a bit cheaper than Walsh, but I don't know. There's so many other options. If you if you have the money and you want to go maybe with Turbo and then someone like Jaden Campbell, that could be the way to go. And not a, not a too bad first three games there with the Eels, Warriors, and Raiders. So, look, he's an exciting prospect he, heading into the season. I think that's the only way you do it. I don't think you'd play like a. I don't think you'd play a, a Paps and a Campbell or even a Teddy and a Campbell. I think it would have to be Turbo um, to justify having him in the team. But it is such a young spine up there. Uh, the Titans will have this year, obviously, with Brimson moving to six and then Sexton. I think he played four or five games last year as well. So uh, interesting to see the way that that all pans out um, next year as well. And. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, this year, I should say. Um, but, yeah, all eyes on the on the Titans, and I guess plenty of eyes still on uh, Jaden Campbell. From some of the young guns, let's move to one of the older heads. Now, Tommy, when you, when you mentioned this name on the run sheet, I was surprised because at, you know, at his rank in the position, at his age, at his role, I didn't think we'd be talking about Matt Moylan as a super coach option in season 2022. No, understandable. And um, there's obviously reasons why he's only $385,000. But I think if you dig a little deep with Moylan, there's a little bit of value there. I think last year, obviously, injuries again hurt him. He's playing off the bench a lot of the time. This year, it, a lot depends on what Craig Fitzgibbon does with the Sharks team. So if he if he's named in the 14 round one, don't pick him. But I've heard reports that it's going to be him and Hines in the halves for the Sharks. And a lot of people are tipping the Sharks big this year, including myself. And I think if Moylan can have a constant uh, constant run in that team, I think he's going to produce some pretty good scores. And if you want to go with Turbo in your team, maybe Moylan's the guy to sit on the bench in the pullback slot. Yeah, look, when you explain it like that, maybe it makes a little bit more sense. You'd have to have Turbo, I feel, because... Moylan, he just doesn't have the ceiling. He's not kicking goals. But as you say there, Hines might just do something. They're a young squad, the Sharks, with that nice mix of, I guess, experience there in key positions as well. 
McInnes. Again, we'll get to him in our uh, hooker or back row previews and uh, really excited by that signing at, at the Sharks. The first three games there for the Sharks, we had it up. Uh, the Raiders, the Eels, the Dragons. I don't think that's really too relevant. Um, you're not targeting Matt Moylan for those three fixtures, like I sort of am for a Walsh to start. But if Matt Moylan's he's a bit of more of a slow burner with a little bit more upside in terms of the points he can get, I guess is what you're saying. Yes, and not just the classic. Also, I'm talking about draft here maybe as well. I think he's someone you could get a little bit earlier than maybe people are thinking about because I do think he'll surprise a few people if he gets a run in the team. Now, talking about surprising people, uh, I think we're a little bit surprised about how well this young kid went last year when he made his debut. Of course, uh, South Sydney's Blake Taff, uh, he burst onto the scene with the Rabbitohs last year and he did a phenomenal job. He was thrown into, uh, into the fold in unfortunate circumstances for Latrell Mitchell come the back end of the season. But uh, Blake Taff, he impressed and he, he impressed enough to, I think, push hard for a start in round one this year. Yeah, absolutely. He was really impressive, I thought. Um, thrown into the deep end in the final series in the grand final. But uh, look, at the price this year on Supercoach, he's almost a must-have, I think. I, I don't know how you can't have him in your team. Halfback and fullback, Cleary and Turbo, put Taff as a slot maybe in one of those. I don't know. I can't believe the price. Uh, he'll get a good run in the team until Latrell comes back. And even then, he might be going good enough to keep a spot in the halves. Yeah, we did a post the other day, didn't we, uh, about Blake Taff and about Lachlan Ilias, who, again, we'll, we'll chat about these two maybe a little bit more in our halfback preview pod because I think they're going to play a role in that seven jersey at different stages. Now, I think Ilias will be handed the keys from round one, but see how to have a tough start. Brisbane away, Melbourne away, uh, traditional rivalry game against the Roosters round three. If they're 0-3, maybe it's just, okay, Lockie, let's just ease you back into 14. Taff might get the seven. So... Again, I think you make a great point there about you, you have to have him somewhere. I'd probably sway towards uh, the halfback slot because, again, it kind of offsets the expensive price of Cleary. But, uh, yeah, I think we've seen enough from, from Blake Taft to know that he can handle the NRL. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he really handled hand himself well. It is a tough first few games, which probably does work against him because you'd like to see him perform really well in the first two games before the trial comes back so he can kind of... I guess, cemented a spot in the team. Uh, but look, I'm going to bank on him to do it at the price. He should be going up no matter what. So I think he's almost a must-have in your squad. And a goal-kicking option as well. I think he kicks goals in the Trolls' absence uh, rounds one and two. Um, so again, maybe that's just an added, I guess, a value add for Jason Demetrio, who he can fall back upon if things get a little bit uh, shaky with Ilias heading into that Roosters game. Uh, that wraps us up in terms of uh, players that we're going to look at in any great details for now. But coming up after, again, another short break, uh, we're going to have a look at your questions. You fill the mailbags and hopefully we can give you some answers. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. 
Yeah, welcome back. Uh, gamble responsibly, I should have said, um, before I cut that out a little bit short. Uh, let's open the mailbag. Tommy, this was one of my favorite segments we did last year um, in our week-to-week podcast. So we, I guess, throw open the questions to the fans, or I shouldn't say fans, listeners or viewers this year. Um, and we opened it up and, you know, sometimes they got us thinking and we got them thinking. So uh, let's do a little bit of that here to finish us off. Now, the first one. Brody Copeland says, what players do you currently have in the fullback position? Now, I've already sort of alluded to Ryan Pappenhausen and Reese Walsh, and I think you might have given us a clue as well. Yeah, look, I've changed a few times, I must admit, and six weeks out, I'm sure I'll change again, and we still haven't been through the trials, and we still haven't been through Teamless Tuesday. But uh, at the moment, I've gone Tedesco and Paps. I'm putting a fair bit of money into the fullback slot. Um, obviously, it's going to leave me... I guess, threadbare elsewhere. But I just think the quality of this position, you almost need two really good fullbacks in your squad. So I've gone with uh, Teddy and Paps. Yeah, it's going to be a a popular pick, I feel. Ryan O'Malley asks us, uh, is Turbo a must? I think our previous answer answers that one. But again, we could be made to look very stupid and he's by far and away the best player in the game. Um, So if you want to have him from round one, I'm not going to tell you not to because it's going to be hard to get him in after that, I think. Yeah, look, if he comes out and scores 300s, which he could easily do, well, then he is a must. But I don't know. How do you fit him in? I've tried a few times to fit him in, and it leaves you really uh, really cheap elsewhere. So I just went without him. But he could be a must-have for sure. Next one uh, ties in nicely to that conversation is, are we confident that Ryan Pappenhausen will be back to his best in 2022 and not the scared version? <laughs> Funny choice of wording there, the scared version. But, uh, yeah, you know my thoughts on Pappenhausen. Yeah, it's a bit harsh after you get smashed in the head. Um, to be, you're obviously going to come back a little bit gun-shy, and it didn't take him long to get back to his best uh, after that. So, look, I think, yeah, no doubt he'll be at his best. Storm have a good start there against the West Tigers, like we said before. So I've got him in my team, and I don't see why you wouldn't. Uh, another one here from Blake's Brushworks. Blake Moore, of course. Now, if you are after a painter in the Sydney region, particularly the southwest of Sydney, give this bloke a call or a follow on Instagram at Blake's Brushworks. Uh, Blake's, one word, Brushworks with an X. Uh, Kennedy flying under the radar. Will Kennedy. Uh, we briefly touched on Will Kennedy, but again, didn't dive into any depth. Uh, is he flying under the radar, do you think? Yeah, those scores last year, 65 average. We're pretty keen on Cronulla this year to have a good season. Uh, I guess he's sort of similar to Walsh. I guess there's players ahead of him, which are making me not pick him. But if you found the money to maybe have Turbo and Kennedy, well, he's not going to let you down because he had a really good season last year. And I think uh, with Hines coming to the club, he can probably go even better. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and he's only getting better and better. I don't think he's going to be any worse than last year. He played 24 games, so you know he's going to be there most weeks. Uh, reliable at the back for the Sharks. Uh, two more here to finish us off. We'll wrap this up. Um, I haven't really looked at these two players, so a good good question here from Charlie. He says, Hamaso and CNK. I'll let you answer for Chance, uh, being the Raiders fan. Look, I'll, I'll tell a lawyer. I did look at Hamaso a little bit and seeing if I could fit him into the centres, but... I was actually really disappointed with his scores at fullback last year. Uh, I think his last two fixtures, he scored tries in both and ended up with scores of just over 50 or even maybe under 50. Yeah, he's just not really 
a workhorse hammer. So he has great highlight reel, but I don't think he's a great player for super coach unless he scores a hat trick and you can't really bank on players to do that. Um, in terms of Chan's nickel clockstar, um, I don't know if he's even going to start the year in fullback. Uh, a lot of Raiders fans, including myself, are kind of asking the question, will it be CNK? Will it be Xavier Savage after his couple of games last year? Where he looked really good in the one. So, look, I don't know. There's a big question mark there. I'd almost like to see Savage get the nod because I think we need some speed around the halves and, and the spine at the Raiders, and I think he offers that. CNK could play in the centres maybe. So, yeah, I just steer around CNK for now. Yeah, really interesting because I think in that in that grand final year, Shans was one of your best players. And I don't know, different reasons, you know, the years after that, he maybe hasn't got back to that. Maybe, I mean, he, he was bursting onto the scene that year, fresh out of New South Wales Cup, wasn't really too known by opposition defences. And I don't know, maybe they just worked him out or maybe teams have just worked the Raiders out a little bit more since that year. Yeah, but even even looking back at that year, he was great, no doubt about it. He's probably my favourite player at the time, but he only averaged 57 on Supercoach and then 54 in uh, 2020. So when you compare that to some of the numbers of the other fullbacks in this game, uh, I don't think he really he really compares. No, doesn't. Uh, and last question here, is a Cleary-Turbo combo possible? Um, I mean, anything's possible if you want to play cheap enough elsewhere, but uh, going purely off the numbers, and I tried it. I did. Um, I couldn't make it happen. Ah, look, it's possible if you want to have Jamin Salmon in your team or something, someone random like that. Um, I can't do it either. I will obviously go into halfbacks at a later date, but I think Cleary is pretty important to your team, and I went without Turbo. But, hey, if you can try and fit them both in, it could be a masterstroke, but it's pretty bloody hard to do. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that's the way that the game's been set up this year as well. Uh, that's it for our fullbacks chat, Tommy. Big thanks uh, for jumping on, and hopefully that was uh, helpful. Coming up next, we're chatting the halfbacks, and Nathan Cleary is going to dominate the conversation. Nico Hines, Daily Chair Evans, Jerome Hughes, some names there which we will get to, in fact. Uh, between now and then, you can follow us on socials at Supercoach365 and now on YouTube as well. Be sure to subscribe. Put your bell on so you know you're not going to miss us. Until then, big thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.